0: Lovewell Creative, in partnership with Crosswalk Church, presents the Sacred Echo Podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear from the teaching team from Crosswalk Church about the upcoming sermon series, sermons, how they process, about faith, life, love, and friendship as well. For more information on Crosswalk Church, go to www.crosswalkvillage.com. Hey, welcome in everybody. This is uh, Tim Gillespie. I'm here with the Sacred Echo podcast with David Ferguson and Patty McCoy. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing?
1: Good morning. Great. Good. Dave's always great. Which <laughs> He we, wasn't, we, he we, wasn't we, last week. Well, he, was, he, right. he wasn't he he was great, but he was just semi-great is what I feel like the response was. He was like a great it
2: adjacent.
1: Was a great adjacent, Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, that's all good.
0: It is uh campus week this week. We finished up our new wine series, which, um, I got lots of responses from this last particular series on, on what everybody did. And certainly on this podcast as well, as we talked about it. Um, so thank you guys for jumping yeah. in. I think what you did in your communities was phenomenal. And, um, as we did it together, I think it was, it was interesting to see how many people, Felt like they had a lot of new information that they hadn't necessarily had mm. before when they to ways to think about church and ways to think about the gospel and that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, no, I agree with you, Tim. I, I enjoyed it. I don't I, I don't know what it was. I, I think I was I, I went into it a little uh, with a little trepidation of of just wrestling on my own about the new wine thinking, oh, well, it's, yes, it's new to us. I guess it's a new focus and emphasis, but it's also the gospel it's, Mm -hmm. it's boiled down. And so you're like, okay, trying to figure that out, but going through it was really good listening to, I actually through this series, got to listen to all of your messages and got the 360 view that we talk about, um, on here, but I actually did it um and it was so much it was fun it it was great and then i got to reference those in the messages and say man if you want to go deeper on this particular one mm. you know listen to you know tim's message or listen to dave's message um and and ending with the disciplines for me was actually really really um cathartic almost it was good mm. yeah i enjoyed it excellent yeah i had the ahead, same Dave.
2: kind of experiences where people were you know, you, you get so close to it, right. When you're preparing to preach and then you preach and deliver it more than once and you, you know, all that. And yeah. so, um, you know, it means something to you on, on a level that you can't expect it to mean for somebody else because you were studying and so on. And so it's mm-hmm. always gratifying when people share back, for instance, man, God was up to something even when you were planning this series, because of what was what's going on in my life and how this lands yeah. for me. And man, this yeah. has just been such a fantastic series. So that's that's always gratifying and a reminder that the the that that God <clears throat> it's kind of like Scripture, right? God works in the formulation of it, He works mm-hmm. in the delivery of it, the preservation of it, the, the then the the hearing of it and the interpretation of it on the part of the listener. God's God is the Ingredient that's the difference maker all along the way, and that's so gratifying. No, yeah. it's it's
0: great, and it was a great it was a great series to start the year off with. I thought, um, mm-hmm. and so it's great. But we're on campus week, which is kind of kind of where each campus does its own thing. I'm actually not preaching this week. I'm uh, it's my wife's birthday, and so we're going to take uh, the day off. I've preached just for Thanks. the record. I have preached, I think, twelve weeks in a
1: row. <laughs> So I think everyone's tired of hearing me here at Redlands. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I hear, man. I get texts like, "Man, is this guy ever gonna stop?" Um, Um, No, probably. Hey, can can I? I know we're gonna jump into you know, like, like campus week a little, and then and then pitch forward to uh, our next sermon series, which we're all really excited about. I know because it's it's my favorite time of the year, talking about Easter and the lead up. But um, I just had to share. I had a I had an elderly uh, woman who came to Crosswalk Portland for the first time this weekend. And I know we all have our stories of, you know, those comments we get after the sermon. But she came up to me and she said, you know, this is my first time here. I was warned to put earplugs in and, and, and I did. Um, but then you got up to speak and I have to let you know. And I'm, I'm kind of expecting something negative the way she led into it. And then she said, um, never once in your sermon was I tempted to fall asleep.
0: Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and it feels like a low bar. Sweet. Feels like and, a yeah. very low bar to keep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like though that she said, I, "I did not fall." She didn't say I did not fall asleep. She said I wasn't tempted.
1: Uh, well, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> I, I wasn't wishing I could fall asleep.
1: Uh, uh, I just get this over with. That's yeah, sweet. So it that's was sweet. <laughs> so did it's she great. wear earplugs? She did. She apparently wore earplugs. Yeah, yeah. And said it was fine. She didn't didn't have anything. I find
0: that the older folks in our congregation are like, why do I need earplugs? I can't hear anything anyway. This is, this is the only music I can hear.
1: <laughs> yeah. My response to that is when somebody says that to me is usually, uh, what? Yeah. You're not
0: helpful. You're not helpful.
1: <laughs> to those of us who have lost hearing. <laughs>
0: For sure. So, so anyway, Campus so Week. What are you guys, what are you just, what are you, we, we won't spend much time on this, but what are you musing on speaking about? at Campus Week. Dave, what are you musing about? Uh,
2: So I am considering uh, strongly (laughs) my next two days where this is going to get more, more deep and this, you know, so um, I, Thursdays can sometimes swing things wildly for me because that's my preparation, sermon preparation time. But I have been uh, considering as we have thought a little bit and talked together as a, as a teaching team about what this year is all going to be like um, for us, and we can just kind of feel it, kind of the pulse quicken a little bit with all the election cycle stuff and so on. And it's drawn me into the, to, to the Sermon on the Mount a little bit, and I'm considering strongly just diving into what Jesus is talking about, um, uh, uh, Blessed are the Peacemakers, um, mm. Mm. which is not a tap-out position, it's a tap-in position, right? It's a—it's not a sit everything out situation. Jesus, Jesus, um, asks us to lean into our culture and not out. Uh, but it's a fascinating thing. You know, peacemakers are not required when everything is peaceful. <laughs> peacemakers right. are required when it otherwise wouldn't be peaceful, and so what does that mean how do we step into situations where people are at odds and there's a lot of yelling and there's all of that and so i'm quite curious to go through the study journey um I, I i love that that passage i i it would be enough for me if that was all of scripture right mm. um it's so good um i say that and then immediately start to mourn what what it would mean if we right. lost the rest but um, it is powerful. And so th- I'm, I'm, that's where I'm considering going. Nice. Nice. And for those of you who are watching this, and by
0: I just mean if you show up on a, if you look at our social media, because we usually put clips out, um, Dave looks so much better than he's ever looked <laughs> before. And it's not because he's healthier. It's not because he's lost weight. It's none of that. He got, yeah, new let's be clear. It's not because, because of yeah. new, <laughs> he got new technology and he looks <laughs> 10, 15 years younger, really i think
2: yeah well there you have it we'll keep we'll keep uh lobbying for more purchases i'm gonna there get you down go. to 14 is what i'm asking I also,
0: I also like how he's framed by two bald guys so he looks yeah. like he's doing just fine
2: hey you don't have to outrun the bear you
1: just have uh, to outrun your, your friends
0: that's right <laughs> uh, that's funny uh patty what have you been thinking about for this campus week
1: yeah, um you know it's along the same lines because um you know of of what we've been talking about as a team and and the year and some other things we've already kind of pitched on campus as as we go through this year um but I'm I think I'm going to focus in on um Jesus's how well Jesus transcended elevated I guess I should say elevated conversations. Mm-hmm. Um you know and you if you look at how many times you know he was um uh, asked a question that he, you know, gave a question to, um, there's only like two or three different places where he says yes or no Um, and to a question, I think that was, uh, they're all around the time of, with pilot actually, um, towards, towards the end and, and whether or not that was what pilot needed here, whether that was, you know, just kind of, well, we're at the end. And so I'm just, I'm just laying it all out now. Um, but, um, you know, they wanted to continue to pull Jesus into the fray of the argument. They wanted to corner and trap him. Um, and he always elevated, you know, and the, the, the coin, you know, who do you pay taxes to is a perfect, you know, quick example. Um, you know, do you pay taxes to Caesar, do you whatever? And he's like, uh, well, who's on the coin? you know, and it was always elevating it. And I think that that, especially uh, going into this year is an important tool for us to consider, um, is how do we elevate the conversation beyond um, the tertiary or beyond the, you know, just the surface level arguments that we get into, you know, what is, what is the person across from you? What is it that they, you know, value? What, what do they really believe in? What means a lot to them? Not just considering, you know, political stance or, or whatever they're presenting. You know, let's let's dig down deep, um, and that's that's I think where I'm, I'm going to be heading this weekend. How about you, Tim? It's good. I'm not doing. You're not preaching this weekend. I'm not preaching. Never mind. I'm not All preaching.
0: Right. So, um, but I think Pastor Ron is preaching, and I know he's got some. He's been working on it for for weeks. Weeks, he keeps talking to me about it. I'm like, Ron, I don't care. I'm not going to be there. But um, no, I do care. Certainly it be nice to work care. on a sermon for weeks. I know. I know. That, that sounds amazing. I don't even know what that what that's like. Um, no, but um, listen, we've got this. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. We've got this um, invitation series coming up. And one of the, one of the kind of tenants that we've thrown out there through this whole thing has been um, we have been trying to build kind of this series guide to give people an opportunity um, to learn, certainly, but also to help them maybe study with someone who they feel like God is calling them to or who's, who's open, open to that study. And we know that that's certainly not everyone. But, um, but do you think that's a frightening proposition for church members? I mean, we're pastors, so we're kind of expected to do it. But what do you guys think? Is that too much? Are we asking too much?
2: I think it depends on how you hear it or how it's framed. Um, I think, I think on the one level, our community is um, robustly interested in sharing the joy of what they've found with friends and people they mm-hmm. meet. So if the, if you're, if you said, Hey, think about who you're, you're you know, you've been kind of queuing up in your mind a, an invitation to come. I don't think that's nearly as frightening um as it is to say hey um step up and consider inviting somebody into your home right and here's some you start using words like curriculum <laughs> <laughs> um here's a study guide that you could consider whether it's a one-off or it's a You know, let's get together with regularity and then we'll go to we'll go to church together and let's just taste and see this thing. I think we've done some work to try to make that easier. But as soon as you start saying, come into my home, uh, that is a barrier for some people. Uh, But, you know, maybe it's a coffee shop thing, right? Maybe it's um, because because these study guide moments, first of all, you could listen to it in your car on the way and just get together for coffee. And say, hey, all we're going to do, we're going to get together for coffee once a week and a couple of times a week. And we're going to just ask each other the questions posed at the end of this thing that we listen to in the car on the way. So we've got a lot of resources for people, but it, it does require stepping across a little barrier.
0: Yeah. I think that's a nice way to do it, though, to keep it to keep it kind of low key. And that's how how we've tried to build this quote unquote curriculum, right? Is enough in 400 words a day pretty much. Enough information to spark a conversation. And one of the one of the things we say in the introduction is that what we want from everyone is just a real honest um conversation about who Jesus is to you and where you are with it, whether it's well, even if you're struggling, like we want the honesty of that conversation because we believe that honesty is really helpful um for whoever it is that you're studying with to know A, that you probably haven't figured it all out. We certainly haven't either or um also just just that you know the study of scripture, figuring out and finding out who Jesus is, that's a that's a journey that is done uh, much better in community than alone, I think so really, the invitation is often just to come come and you
1: know abide, be together, right right, yeah, that's actually I was just going to say I, I I think that's why the the new wine series was such a great setup, honestly, for the invitation series because we talked about remaining and and then you know especially this last week, what it looks like to remain. And I, you know, I know that I emphasize the community aspect to that emphasize the, um, you know, I related it to the dance and we we all enter into the dance with, with the divine. Um, and, and so really the best way to do that is together, um, with other people. And so I, I think too, you know, it's, I kind of rolled it out as, you know, there's certainly, there's certainly a couple of options at least, right. The, the one-on-ones, which I think is the most powerful and impactful, but for that person, that's not really sure yet. Um, you know, inviting them to be a part of a connect group for the time. So, Mm -hmm. so, so you can still be on the journey. Maybe it's not, you know, as, as, um, um, you can kind of sit there and listen to people's opinions and views, but that's certainly another way to interact with the process, um, you know, is, is to be in a connect group, uh, and going on, uh, the journey with others. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm anxious to see what the spirit's going to do and how the spirit's going to move through this series.
2: Right. And I think the beauty is that you could, you can go about it so many different ways, right? You could say, you know what, I think I'm going to try is I, I'd like to invite somebody to the launch of this series. That, and, and then from there, I'm going to see, would you like to get together with some regularity? And we we'll just talk about that. Yeah. Um, the subject matter, of course, is just so uh, centrally important. And it's the, the invitation, you know, Jesus comes to this earth with a question for us, and and that is, do you want in on on who I am? And I think that the power of the Easter time period, even for those who are uh, distant but know something of it, it is it is a, a Jesus who is saying, I've got some life to give you, and do you want it? And yeah. Um, yeah, so bunch of different ways to find your way into that. You can jump in in the middle because you just, Finally, thought of who you wanted to even consider talking to. Um, One of the things that's happened to me is I've had people um, share with me, "Ah, I figured out my person. Mm -hmm. I figured out who (laughs) I'm Mm going to ask." I I was, and I now I'm strategizing how how can I reach out, and Mm -hmm. that the core of it be loving well rather than Mm -hmm. some other sticky manipulation or something like that that's what this is about is mm. um being willing to take some risks to provide love for people who we know f- everybody needs that
0: yeah and i think i think you said an important thing right there's no i do not believe in bait and switch right don't mm-hmm. tell people you're going to coffee and then show up at church i mean <laughs> we've got coffee at church but like don't do that that sucks that's not that's not <laughs> yeah. fair. Um, be, be real honest. I think, um, I don't know, the longer, the longer I'm a pastor, the longer I do this, the more I value just the honesty of Mm -hmm. what Christianity is versus what we think it's supposed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. -hmm. Because I think we have a tendency to think that we have to convince people into the, into the, um, utopia or utopian version of Christianity that doesn't really exist. But we all kind of wish it did, and we all kind of think maybe if I was a better Christian or if I was studied more or did right. whatever more, um, I'd have that experience. And and I don't, hey, I don't think that's biblical. I don't think it's true, and I don't think it's fair. Um, and so when we speak to things that we don't necessarily know, what are we, what are we introducing people to? We're introducing right. them to a straw man that doesn't actually exist. And mm-hmm. so we need to make sure that we're really really honest and brutally honest, you're going through a storm in your life, like own the storm, like let them know. I, I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, and I think it's okay to, I think it's okay to even in the witnessing process, actually doubt and say, yeah, I don't know about, I wonder about that. That's a, that yeah. one's a hard one for me, right? That yeah. like, that's, I think, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's let's own
2: this. The power is in the friendship, the relationship, the power is, starts with, and if it's all they got, is a person saying, hey, I would enjoy spending time with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something that I value and love for you to be a part of. But you know what, if we get together at a coffee shop, and I was thinking we were going to ask these questions and just discuss them together, and instead we just talk about life, the power is in the relationship. and right. And the people who are excited about Jesus, there is a, there's a power in those relationships that isn't always just captioned by some pithy spiritual comment. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
2: the, the, the conversation around who Jesus is, that can flow. Uh, it's It starts and centers around a friendship and a relationship and loving and caring for people.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think, too... Tim, I, I think the idea, you know, going back to the question about what's scary or hard about it, I think some of that is because we assume we have to have all the answers, mm-hmm, for um, sure. you know? And so if, if we're, you know, not sure about everything that we're going to be talking about, if we have our own questions, we we think, well, I can't enter into a conversation with another person. Like I don't have it all figured out. And, um, and I think it's actually the journey together. Yeah. That, you know, like, like Dave said, it's building the friendship, it's building the relationship and, you know, it's being willing to say, you know what, I don't have everything figured out, but the most hope I found is in this story. Um, you know, the thing that gets me through the most is in this story. And so I'm trying to figure it out. I'm wrestling with these things. Do you want to go on that journey with me? And, and, and I think there is a tendency within, uh, Christianity in North America anyway, that, you know, or a perception. Yeah. They think they've got it all figured out. You know, they have an answer for everything. And I think being able to say, I, I often tell, um, young adults that I work with the most powerful thing you you can say to another person I think in a Bible study type situation um, is, you know, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm willing to go on a journey with you as we wrestle with what that might look like and, and, you know, um, and, and see where the journey takes us. You know, there might not be a black and white answer to this, um, but we'll wrestle with it together. And, and we'll go on this journey. And I think that that's what you see with Jesus and his disciples. And I think that's what you see on the road to Emmaus afterwards is, you know, they're just continuing to wrestle, but they're doing it together. Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting, Dave and I were talking a little earlier, um, in that, you know, you look at evangelism models and I know that that's a, all of a sudden we got all technical, (laughs) right. But there's these evangelism models and if you've been around the Seventh-day Adventist church for any amount of time, you know, we do, you know, whether we call them crusades or any other warlike um, kind of language that we put to it, which is a little weird. But, um, you know, we, we, we do these events and, you know, an evangelism event, the, these types of things. And Crosswalk has always kind of eschewed that, right? We've always kind of stayed away from that because the idea is we are here every single week. Every single week, we're talking about Jesus. Every single week, we're trying to apply it to our lives. Every single week, the community gathers for belonging, for mutual encouragement, as Paul talks about in Romans 1, and, um, and to celebrate who Jesus is. We do that every single week. So we don't need another set of meetings to explain to you One more thing. We're going to be here next week on Saturday, you know, 9, 10 30 and noon. Your guys' times, you know, add in the times that your your services happen, right? We're going to be here every single week. So, so yeah, depend on this, right? You're not going to, you know, and if you miss something, it's going to be online. Like we just, you know, try to become a a church that attracts people because of the love and the way that we've committed to loving well, but also with the consistency of we're going to be you know, this, this good, this exciting, this fun, this group of people every single week. And we're going to yeah. be there, which I think is important.
2: Yeah. yeah and I think, yeah. you know, some of those models, the most important thing that happens, happens from a stage and at a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that the most important things that happen at crosswalk often happen in the parking lot, in the lobby, mm-hmm. in the invitation, in the conversations at work. It is a whole life experience <clears throat> um, and then there is a you know we were also talking about this. I love the, the 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 light shining metaphor that it gets you know you just it's you're interested in that brightness, and so you draw closer and closer um, yeah. and so that all of that matters. It does matter what happens on the stage. it does matter yeah. what happens kind of as you're sitting alone in a chair bathed in worship music. And it mm-hmm. does happen. It does matter in, when, when you're bumped into by running children in the lobby and, <laughs> and, and holding a coffee, hoping it's not getting spilled. It's all, all of the above. Um, and that feels so much more alive uh, in the end than that I need a specific person in the room speaking from way over there, you know, to me about something for it to be my spiritual experience.
0: Well, and I think evangelism is not just argument or apologetics. Right. Evangelism is relationship and community. It's experiencing God. And so to, to deny that piece of it creates really flat Christians at the end of the right. day. Right. right. Not well-rounded people. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know? I love that. Um, we have the opportunity to experience that service in when I serve, it informs me
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: rather than it simply being, I've been informed enough that now I can serve. Right. Um, I love that people are often serving well in advance of them saying to me, okay, I've got some questions (laughs) about Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, That it is, that, that it is so much more holistic in that regard.
1: And and I love <laughs> that there are plenty of people in our and I'm sure in all of our communities that, you know, I mean I've I'm sure we all have atheists or agnostics that are in the room um right. that are coming cuz, you know, they get a good cup of coffee and people are nice and the music's good and um whatever. I've even had uh you know some musicians come and say, "Look, I'm just coming to play." Like I'm not here for this church stuff. and it's like, that's cool because you know when you do come, you're gonna be around some pretty awesome people and we're gonna have some fun together and and they they love it, you know and so and and for some that I think have been you know they walked away from church, maybe they were hurt by church or whatever they need to be in that atmosphere for a while before they, they can feel like it's safe to explore again, or it's safe to ask questions again. And, um, you know, and I, and I meet people in that kind of a journey almost every week. Um, you know, and, and greeters, you know, the first impressions team, like they, they know to, you know, not assume, That everybody that walks in that door has been walking in a church door for, you know, years and, you know, knows what all this is, Um, you know, and and we don't, we don't take that visit for granted and we don't make assumptions.
2: Yeah. There are a bunch of ways to get in the water.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can dip your toe. You can stand looking at it. You can count to three. You can just walk confidently down the steps. Somebody's cannonballing off from the side. You know, there are a bunch of ways to get into the water and- to have a community that welcomes all those ways is a powerful yeah. thing.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's so. Yeah, so so listener, you're a part of this, right? You're a part of the expansion of the kingdom of God. We talk about planting churches and all those types of things, but it only happens because you're willing to a trust us and the organization that we've tried to put together. Um, that we won't embarrass you. That we won't offend you. That we won't offend the person that you're going to bring that you care about so deeply. And I just want people to know how seriously we take that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you lay it out, like you draw a line and say, Hey, I think that you'll love this experience. We think that you'll feel, you know, that you're loved well, when you step into this spot, like we, we have to take that seriously. What a sacred duty that you are trusting us enough to bring someone that you care about, that you love, that maybe has experienced trauma in church or, or maybe just doesn't know what it's all about. And the fact that you feel comfortable enough to bring them to church, these churches that we've set up that we've um, you know, that was, certainly we've poured into that you've poured into, but man, what a, yeah. what a massive responsibility. And mm-hmm. we take yep. it, we have to take that seriously. I mean, what yeah. a honor, like what an honor. I mean, I think about it. Like when someone says, Hey, I want you to come over to Tim's house because I know that you'll have a really good time. Like I want to be the kind of host that makes sure you do have a good time. Mm-hmm. You you are right. well taken
2: care of. Right. Yeah. What, a, what an incredible interrelationship this is, right? So many times for so many, um, the doorway is going to be that person who decides they're willing to stake their reputation mm-hmm. on what this is going to be like. And man, that, that, put you on your knees as a pastor, right? Absolutely. In that moment that I will be at my best, that I will have a living Jesus inside of me to meet that moment. Um, And and it's part of what is so exciting about Crosswalk is that this is what's happening. People feel confident. Children feel confident, inviting adults. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And people uh, are excited to be there. And then, and then with what I find is so interesting is that kind of mentality is contagious Mm -hmm. where there will be people who aren't very settled on their relationship with Jesus who are saying, okay, this is hey, why don't you come with me? Cause something's going on over here and it's crackling something to life with me. I'm not sure what to even do with it yet, but come over here. You'll, you'll be fine. Come with me. Um, And wow, that kind of momentum It shifts everything for me as a pastor. We were also talking about this. I wouldn't have time to do an old school evangelistic series. I would have to stop meeting with people who want to make decisions for Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it's because of how involved in that whole process our people are Mm -hmm. um, and how confident they feel.
0: Yeah, man, I I was thinking about trust. And I was thinking that it's not only that they trust us or Crosswalk, quote unquote, as an organization. Like you got to trust every person that goes to that church, right? <laughs> think about think about the which level is so dangerous. Of, yeah, think about the level of risk people are bringing their friends into every week to come and worship at any church. But certainly, mm-hmm. you know, we're responsible for these churches. Um, man, it's amazing that anybody does at all. And I think what we've seen kind of statistically in North America, in our faith tradition, they don't. Mm-mm. They don't have that trust in a lot of spaces, in a lot of places. And that's, I mean, there's a tragedy to that certainly. And I'm not saying that we're better because of that. I'm just saying that, man, the work of making sure it's a community of belonging, like you kind of have to buy in to stay in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to be like, actually, I believe in the belonging and I know that, I know, like I'm a greeter and I know that somebody walking in with a friend who hasn't been in church in a long time, trust me enough to not mess this up.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I, I wonder if we, I, I'm just thinking to myself here, I like, I need to communicate that more
1: mm. <laughs>
0: mm. to the people who are in church, right? I need yeah. to communicate that the risk is not just coming to Crosswalk. The risk is you, yeah. right, and me. Mhm.
2: Right. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because if we're successful, we're walking ourselves into a problem. Mm -hmm. If people come, the problem is that people come, right? And next thing you know, because we want to be the place a damaged person, for instance, could show up and find healing and hope and love and care and acceptance. Well, but we just then have a bunch a collection of damaged people and sooner or later you know Mm -hmm. you're into a situation right and Mm -hmm. part of that i think is we also have to have the courage to um insist on a certain missional perspective that addresses the moments things get a little off the rails with
1: someone yeah yeah i think (laughs) you know when and, and I, I liken this back, and we might have talked about this before on here, but you know, to people that ask me the question, you know, if if crosswalk is a safe space, you know, for, for right, you know, whatever they're coming from. And I I I tell them, I said, Man, you know, I would love to be able to guarantee you safe space that no one's gonna come and, you know, challenge or push or say something that, you know, you may not like. Um, but what I can say Um, is that I know there's lots of safe people here, right? There's lots of people that will surround and love and embrace and encourage. And so, um, you know, if, if you have, if you run into one of the others, um, where it doesn't feel that way, then let one of those safe people know, because, because we want to, to love on you and make sure you have space to worship and connect with Jesus and others. Um, you know, and, and so that's something I feel like a hundred percent confident that I can say that, Yeah, you know, I it, can promise that
2: the tricky part is that safe people who love well, love dangerous people
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and mm-hmm. you can't always tell <laughs> who's who in that regard. And, um, and, and so there is a diligence that's required. Uh, Mm -hmm. to kind of replicate and multiply those, that safety. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and on occasion you're going to bump into someone who, oh goodness we all have little edges, right? So how how do we, how do we manage all of that? And part of it is that it's a part of the public conversation of our community, what matters to us and that we're going to actually even um, be willing to confront the moments that, that um, something has shifted from, safe to dangerous
1: yeah yeah no
0: it's it's good stuff so we're really we're really excited about the series certainly we're excited about not just the preaching and the teaching but the opportunities for uh new relationships for new people to come in and if there's somebody that you've been praying about and it's starting to coalesce and you're starting to bring them know that you're being prayed for know that um that we're preparing a place for them um through all of our welcome teams and and musicians and you know just people and if you're somebody who maybe you don't have that person and and um i don't want you to think that you're not a part of it if you haven't found that person or that time, you just being there and being someone who's willing to love well with the new people that walk in is huge. So you're a part yeah. of their spiritual journey as well. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that that you understand that that you take it seriously because it's important. And um, yeah, you know, just like Dave said, there's there's going to be people who come in who are just as broken as we are, but they're broken in a different way. Yeah, you know, right. The yeah. problem with that is that that's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, as long as you're broken the same way I am, I can be comfortable with you. But since (laughs) that's probably not going to be the case, what we want to make sure is that, um, we create a lot of safe space, like you said, Patty, um, to be broken and then to heal because that's part of it too. Right. God never leaves us where we, where we were. He always is trying to drive us towards more, more, you know, humanity and holism. Honestly. You said something
2: really important there, I think, Tim, and that is that this. I think what's exciting to me is this is a grand experiment, right? Yeah. We've, we've we know Jesus is about inv- invitation. We know what's going to happen through the course of um, talking and reading and about Luke and 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 his his response to the Passion Week and into the Resurrection and so on. we know what that's all about, but we don't know what's going to happen, right? And that's pretty exciting, and what What I would want our community to know is we're not sitting here to judge one another on oh, how do you do? did you bring somebody right. our our press, if anything, is that we each have a conversation with jesus mm-hmm. here's an there's an opportunity, and do you want me to do anything with that and Jesus might say not yet
0: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right what
2: I need you to do right now is to be praying about um just being open and yep. And maybe that will be the step that happens is that I'll grow even more open during this time. Maybe there's somebody Mm -hmm. I've been just longing for. Even if all it is, is that you wish you could want to ask somebody, Mm -hmm. spend a little bit of that in a conversation with Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we talk about this all the time, too, that that you know, this is, you know, what you may offer in this place might just be praying for everybody else that's going through it. I mean, let, let, let's, let's not underestimate the prayers that you lift up through this process. And maybe through that, you know, God continues to reveal to you in your heart and a place and a time when you're ready who that someone might be for you. But if you don't start off this series with that way, like be praying over this, be praying for the spirit to move, for hearts to be open, for connections to be made. Yeah. That, is, that is just as important for us in this process. Yeah. And maybe
2: what Jesus needs from you is that you're the perfect second wave, right? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. The, the yeah.
2: person who is willing to come with John already likes John. It's who they meet next. That might mm. be the issue <laughs> mm-hmm. right and maybe that's you maybe mm-hmm. that's you and you're the you're the landing place for somebody who's quite curious about these christians for sure and maybe even yep. expecting something a little bit hmm, bitter yeah
0: mm. Mm. Yep. Well, that's good stuff man thank you guys so much i think we i think we can kind of wrap it up there um I know that there's so much going on all all of our communities and Crossroad Global um, new campuses, new Lovewell communities that are coming on it's really exciting if you want to have any more information we'd love for you to go to crosswalkvillage.com and check it all out you can check it out by location you can check it out by ministry there's lots of different options if you're part of the crosswalk church and you have not yet please download the app that'll give you a lot of information that's coming that has just been reorganized by the way by location as well i don't know if you guys have looked at it but you probably should that has just been redone um, and if you want to give to uh, continue this kind of content, just go to crosswalkvillage.com slash give and click online and you can give to continue the work that we're doing here. Um, Dave, Patty, I'm so grateful to be able to do this work. And we've got a big announcement coming out this weekend, kind of an announcement, kind of a thing, a little bit of an experience that all our campuses are going to have. So, uh, so go to church this week. If you listen to this and you thought, well, maybe I'll go to the mountains, go snow skiing, go after church, right? Right. Perfect. Amen. All right. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. Glad to have everyone here on the Sacred Echo Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sacred Echo Podcast. This has been brought to you by Lovewell Creative in partnership with Crosswalk Church. If you would like to give for more digital content, please go to www.crosswalkvillage.com give and click on the online option under fund thank you so much for giving. Thank you so much for supporting. And thank you so much for being part of what God is doing through Crosswalk Church and Love
2: Creative.